don't feel like decorating. I don't feel like doing this. Well, do you feel like being alive? Do you, do you feel like enjoying uh, who is around you? Mm-hmm. You know, doing something a little bit more special, staying up, watching movies together, whatever it might be. That's, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, God, thank you. Yeah. And so, again, it wasn't a decoration. The decorations, as they say, like the cherry on top. Top, yeah. But the, the foundation, the root of it all, yeah. was what was in Welcome back to another episode of Shattered Whole Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Um, This is the place where we talk, feel, and heal by doing what? Acknowledging our hurts, claiming our healings, and living as a new creation. And today, I have an amazing episode for you. I am too excited. I have my very, 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 very own. She's, she has so many titles. She has so many titles. But one is my spiritual mother. Two, she's first lady of Hope City Church. Um, three, she is in inspirational coach we're gonna call her coach t today <laughs> would you welcome in coach t Ms. T- T-T. Yeah. Listen. Listen. i'm excited from my heart <laughs> that um i wanted her to come on one she has been pouring into my life for almost almost a decade <laughs> almost almost a decade um and it has transformed the way that i have um operated as a woman a, a wife and a mother and um and i wanted and i'm not selfish you know I'm not selfish. I wanted to share some of the juice with you. <laughs> <laughs> so would you? Oh, let me hold on, hold on. Let me introduce her right. Let me introduce her right. So, um, she is married to uh, Doctor Tyrone Stevenson for the last twenty nine years. Twenty nine years. Okay. First of all, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. You're like who? Ain't she 29? I get it. That's that black don't crack. We appreciate that. We value that here. We value that here. I was like, she she is the first lady of Hope City Church, where she leads with grace, love, patience, understanding, commitment, and so, so, so much more. Hence why she has poured into me in so many different ways. Um, She is an inspirational coach she leads one of the the most dynamic women's ministries that i've ever um seen and she is touching women who are in shelters um women who are in strip clubs um going out giving them gifts and there's so many different things that she does to make sure that she pulls a poison to the life of men and women Uh, but she has a special heart for people 
for people. And I'm grateful for uh, her life, her commitment and her leadership. So, so, so welcome on (laughs) it. I'm going to hire her to introduce me everywhere. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, good. I'm like, I'm like, you are, you are, um, you are a gem that I cherish and I, Mm. and I value and I appreciate and I'm going to treat you as such. You know, I'll give you your flowers now, huh? Thank you. (laughs) Um, but I was like, I know I gave them like, you know, the, the, the script of things, but um, I would love for you to tell them kind of like what moves you like, like what's Coach T, what's Terry's story? Mm, that's a good one. What moves me? I think what's moved me is just life um, and how I first have my perspective towards life Mm. because we all have life. And what moves me is the fact that I just want to see people enjoy life. I want to see people embrace life for their own, in their own way, Mm -hmm. their own issues, with their own problems. And it's not that we all don't have problems. Correct. Lord knows I got some, but that's (laughs) another story. But anyway, uh, but it's always about how I perceive um, this, you know, how my perception towards the situation, mm. how I embrace it, how I handle it. And because we only have one. Yeah. We only have one. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be able to live it to the fullest because even God said that he came, that we might have life and more, have it more abundantly. Right. And if I serve a God who says I'm supposed to have abundant life, I want my abundant life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And however way I can do that and help other people enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Even in the midst of so much that's going on, as you said, being a uh, first lady of Hope City Church. Mm-hmm. Many people have come and gone and a lot of things that has happened. And even today, you know, just things just happen. Yeah. And how we deal with it, how mm-hmm. we handle it is what just gives me that drive. Mm. Trying to find ways of enjoying life. Yeah. And, you know, I, a lot of people was like, oh, I'm not in the Christmas mood. I'm like... Well, how do you get in the Christmas mood? I mean, <laughs> who puts you in the Christmas mood? You have to get yourself yeah. in a Christmas mood. Yeah. And any kind of holiday you're going through. Um, and it's all about how you do that. Mm-hmm. How you do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, always in a mood for enjoyment and fun. So, yeah. That is a great, that is a great point. Because I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of them that, and I was just like, man, I was like, I don't, I'm, I have never really been one big on like all of the decorating and, and all that stuff, which I always, and I kept telling uh, like my husband how like weird it was because I grew up with that. Like my mother would decorate the door so that the door looked like a gift, you know, like the, the, the uh, windows had fake snow on it with lights around it. Like she always kind of went um, above and beyond. And somewhere along the line, uh, I think I just forgot that it wasn't about the the decorations. It was about the experience and how the view of that was. So that makes a lot of sense of like who's going to... Um, get you there to shift your perspective but you 
Yeah, because the Christmas, yes, I decorated and I pretty much did it myself this year because, you know, everybody kind of <laughs> had their own little attitude about something. But anyway, I decorated, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, the decorations didn't get me in the mood. Mm-hmm. The decorations only enhanced what I was feeling inside. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What I was feeling inside, whether I had a decoration or a tree or not, mm-hmm. was one of gratefulness, um, one of my family is going to be around. Um, we're going to spend some time together. And I just wanted to have it a little bit more festive. Yeah. So the decorations was not what got me in the mood. It wasn't even the Christmas songs that got me in the mood. Mm-hmm. It was how I was feeling inside. Yeah. That got yeah. me in the mood. And I think so many times we get caught up on the decoration. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like decorating. I don't feel like doing this. Well, do you feel like being alive? <laughs> do, you, do you feel like enjoying... Uh, who is around you, mm-hmm. you know, doing something a little bit more special, staying up, watching movies together, whatever it might be. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm like, God, thank you. Yeah. And so, again, it wasn't a decoration. The decorations, as they say, like the cherry on top. top yeah. But the, the foundation, the root of it all yeah. was what was in here. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. So this is not <laughs> I'm like, good. I'm like, I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm like, um, you have always been able to zoom out of uh, this one dimensional kind of thinking, which is why I love like talking to you uh, because you're able to sometimes uh, break away from all the things that are making it complicated. Um, and then uh, and, and zoom out and saying, well, what are you valuing um, like in the situation? So when you're, you're talking about like these different experiences and a lot of the things that we talk about on the show is um, dealing with like that healing space, being able to view the good in life and what you're grateful for um, and a lot of times like in the season in this time, just in this last three years or so this pandemic it has been a continual uh continual moments of heart so how do you um kind of acknowledge and not ignore what's happening but still stay grounded with the perspective of of gratitude like how do you acknowledge hurt but remember that there's more than what's there's more than hurt that's happening well, first of all, hurt is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hurt is hurt. And uh, we get hurt by so many things. Mostly we get hurt about, from my perspective, I get hurt by things that are out of my control. Mm. Um, a loss, a death, um, a hurt just by what people say. Because mm-hmm. people are mean. They can be very cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean people you don't know. Not people you do know. Yeah. People who are close to you. People who, your family members. Everybody can be, can be very mean and hurtful. And that's when I realized a lot of my hurt was coming from an outside source. Yeah. So I had to learn how to block 
that outside source in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to block people, especially when you see them every day. Yeah. <laughs> or most often. Yeah. Because it could be a family member, it could mm-hmm. be a friend. And a lot of times things, like I say, are external that mm-hmm. cause a lot of hurt. Right. And so I've learned how to still keep myself mm-hmm. in a place to where I can continue to grow. Right. That I can continue to live, that I can still enjoy life. Because that's your problem. Mm, it is. You know, when people say stuff, mm-hmm. I've learned to say, that's not my problem. Because I used to carry it. And right. It was my problem. It's my burden. Right. But I'm like, you need to go get help. You know, <laughs> you need, you, you got to go. Why do you feel that because way? Because what I, what I began to realize is hurt people hurt people. For sure. So since you're so hurt... And then I started being hurt, uh, one of those hurt people. Mm. Because I'm like, I ain't going to be the only one hurt. Right. <laughs> You've been trying to make me hurt. Then we, let's, let's, let's all be let's hurt. all hurt together. But then yeah. I, you know, and then God dealt with my heart. And I mm. was like, okay, I can't continue to be one of those people that hurt right. people. And um, so when I get that, I, I started understanding that I still have to build on me. Mm-hmm. I still have to build my self-esteem i have to make things do things that make me happy Mm -hmm. make me joyful and um and not be one of those hurtful people yeah but it's external most most hurt is external Mm -hmm. that you have somebody said or right that you have given permission um to come in and as you said at one point carry yeah so i'm giving people permission like that yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you no longer have permission no and and <laughs> that is that anymore. like that's that re- reflection period right um it's that that time where you recognize how important it is to um know what belongs to you mm-hmm. know what's true about you and that requires you, you to know who you are right so like how do you um how did you go through the process of getting to know Terry? Well, it was a long process, to be honest. And one thing for sure, it's been, especially being an inspirational coach, I've learned a lot about who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, people used to call me weak. Um, you let people run over you. Um, you know, why you didn't say something back to them? And, the, and I'm like, that's not who I am. So I had to stop making people define who I was and tell me how I'm supposed to act towards things. And I'm like, okay, that might be the way you do it, but that's not the way I do it. Mm-hmm. And I found out uh, one of the things I, I take my ladies through with Inspiration Codes is find that, you know, there's this test that we do. Mm-hmm. So where you find out who you are, how you made us. Everybody always say, it's always about how God made you. And most time people don't know how God made them. Right. So right. I do this test, and I found out I, one of my, my strongest gifts was connectedness. Mm. And connectedness is one of those, it's, it's, it's one of those rare kind of um, um, strengths that mm-hmm. we have. Because at some point, it's hard to, it's hard to define connectedness yeah. for people who are connected. Okay. Is that women, people, not women, just people who are connecting this, they have, a, uh, they have the, this gift or the strength of taking what has happened 
and what has happened here and what mm -hmm. has happened here and merging and finding out why a lot of things happen mm. and how to build on on those things yeah and a lot of people see that as oh i don't even see how you could see it that way it was because you're not built that way so the thing is we always have to take how one person is built mm -hmm. with the way another person is built bring it together mm -hmm. and you got a stronger foundation and I think that it is super in, important to know how you're created um, because the I think the simplicity of the idea of that yields a much, much bigger um, result because it eliminates a lot of the permissions that we give ourselves. Because if I know how I'm, I'm created, then your interpretation of my life doesn't dictate it. Therefore, me not giving you permission to tell me that I'm considered, as they used to say about you, that, oh, you were weak because you didn't handle a situation the way that they felt like you should. But you're like, I'm not built like that. That's not the way that I handle things because I know who I am and I know how I am. And um, and I love that because if you know who you are and have accepted who you are. When did you accept who you are? And how do you, um, after you, you're, um, the, the people that you coach take this test, um, this test, do they have a hard time accepting? To be honest, they have, it's almost like a light has come on. Mm. It's not really that it's hard for them to accept. It's almost like, uh, a release, mm -hmm. uh, like a relief. I, 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 I releasing what people think about me, and I'm accepting how I really am. Mm. And it it kind of explains to me as to oh, and that's what some of the ladies will say. They was like, that's why I act like that. That's why I do that. And I'm like, yeah. And they like, I thought you know, I thought because. I wasn't, you know, that's what that somebody else has said, but it's almost like, wow, I'm so glad that I know why I respond the way I do. Right. And the relief, and the relief of that is almost like, you know, they're, they're tense because they, they don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. But then when they start thinking about, oh, your strengths and weaknesses of this is your, you know, the pros and cons of who you are, it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, I can see why I responded that way, or this is good, and they accept it, and they're like, "Wow, okay." Now I'm like, now that you truly know who you are, yeah, and how you were created, yeah, now you can really move forward, mm -hmm. and a piece of knowing, gosh, this is a what God and how He's built me mm -hmm. is is powerful. That part. It's, it's accepting who you are that makes you powerful mm -hmm. and not knowing who you are makes you weak. So once you accept who you are, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we all have some pros and cons of how we are. Correct. But you got to learn how to use it. Yeah. You have to learn how to use it for your benefit. Yeah. Now, you know, some people are organizers. <laughs> that is not me. You know, so... <laughs> Ah, I do not like organizing things. Right. That's not a strength of mine. <laughs> but what I have found out is that 
I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Because it used to frustrate frustrate me. It's like, how can I got keep things organized? I'm like, it, it's not a strength of mine. Right. It's okay. Right. Stop trying to be what you're Stop not built for. Stop trying to be what I'm not. Yeah. Now, you know, and I will try to improve on things. Yeah. But once I know who I am, that's why I can, I'm like, wow, I can go now. Yeah. I can go. Yeah. There, and it's a gift. That part. It's a gift. It is. There's a, there's a freedom and a gift and an acceptance. Mm-hmm. And an understanding of of who you are. I think we spend a lot of time in frustration and a lot of time in hurt because there is a struggle um, of trying to become other people's dictation of us. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we're wondering why it's not sticking or it's not coming to me. And then we start to label ourselves um, with these uh negative labels that tell us that we're not good enough, that we're not this. And the truth of the matter is we have not been operating in our identity. True. Right. We're operating in other people's interpretation of what our identity should be based on what they have decided it should be, especially in a cultural context. You know, like we have, um, I mentioned a lot of times like social media because it is really the thing that has kind of engulfed everyone at this point uh, um, now you can't really do too much even in your business without connecting it to um, every social media platforms which means that you are you have become a part of this algorithm that pushes out what it believes you should be inundated with and then it'll tell you hey ready to ready to lose weight ready to do all these things ready to because it's like these are the messages that I need to get forth. And if you don't know who you are, you will absorb everything searching for you. It's artificial intelligence. Mm. I, we tend to accept artificial intelligence mm-hmm. rather than reality. Yeah. And, you know, I can go on and they can push me to this place or that place, but that's not who I am. And then we started to feel like a fraud. Right. Right. And so artificial intelligence, exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's artificial. It's artificial. <laughs> it's artificial. It's, artif- it's so artificial. Let, let's just be real. Right. Who we are. And the, like you said, although we have to use these platforms, mm-hmm. it automatically makes people question what is real and what is not. Right. And right. so the only people who know it's real are those who know you, mm-hmm. those who see you do and, and don't do what you do and don't do it. So they say, Oh, okay. That really is the case. You know, right. That's really that's who they are. And that's why I just miss the fact. I, I, I miss the fact that we don't have enough, connection this in person mm-hmm. you know connection with each other and we we need that so much more yeah than we do twitter or instagram or facebook right we can reach more people yeah um but and, and it's not a bad thing correct not like thing. like not knocking it like Two oh, things can be true at the same time most definitely you know like two things like uh being i mean 
we're obviously using the 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 platform in order to uh, mm-hmm. make this connection to people all over the you know right all now. over the world right now, <laughs> um, and it is valuable and powerful um, and important. But there is something about making sure that you're connecting with people in real uh, life because there is something that you just can't get digitally that you can get. Um, with with people and going into being connected knowing who you are um this this uh season i've been talking to um leaders really about like underneath (laughs) the uh the, the the titles and getting down to the person and, and how it um affects their their leadership how have you because you've had various experience with especially dealing within the church because the church dealing with people is a is a different beast because it's not like at a corporation where if you know people are not operating in the best way that you you know it's time to leave the company you know i listen i remember one of the first meetings that I went to under your leadership, you had asked a question. You had asked me, hey, you are leading the team and someone asks, um, no, while one of the, the members are not performing to their best, you know, um, to their best degree, what do you do? And I said, well, you give them a warning and you let them know what the expectations are. <laughs> and then I said, after you give them the warning, you let them know, hey, we've had this conversation. I haven't seen any growth or any change. And then after that, I was like, if they didn't get it, then they leave. And you were like, that is great if this was a corporation. <laughs> and I was like, no, you, you don't just fire people out the church. You were like, no, <laughs> that's not the way, the way that you do it. And it, it, so I was like, oh, you mean I have to have patience? <laughs> you mean I got to connect with people and find the why behind what it is that they're dealing with? So I'm like, how did you... Was it your leadership that taught you? Like, how did you recognize the importance of um, one? Because now you know who you are. You know you're you're a connector. How did you recognize how valuable you being you was in your leadership? Um, not just the the church, because you have led in a, a number of different ways. You've had your own businesses. You have had you know corporate jobs in. <laughs> It's you everywhere you go. Yes. So how did you use like the power of connection um, to develop uh, the leaders around you or the people around you? Well, I think, uh, especially in the church, people are coming because they are searching for something. And how my question is, how do you fire somebody who's working for you for free? Mm, that's true. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying that we need to accept all behavior. Mm-hmm. 
all behavior uh, is not acceptable. So don't, let's not cross, let's not, you know, mm-hmm. agree to that. Mm-hmm. But what we do have to do is we have to get to know the people who we're working with. Mm. And sometimes we, it does take patience. It takes us understanding who we're working with so that we can know how to respond to them. Mm. And a lot of times we respond to people based on us. So, uh-huh. yes, I'm a connected person. Mm-hmm. But if you're not a connected person and you're one of those, get, we got to get it going, this is it, this blah, 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 okay. But everybody on your team is not like that. Right. What makes us a strong unit, and, and I say this all the time, if God created everybody the same, this would be one dull place to live. Truth. <laughs> True. True. Everybody be True. doing the same thing. Yeah. But once we understand how we can accept everybody, mm-hmm. because God gave everybody different gifts for a particular reason. Yeah. So that we can accept and we can grow and how we can, because when one area is weak, the foundation is not strong. Yeah. So you have to have everything when you mix cement. It's not just water. You know, it's not just sand. Mm-hmm. You know, they put some big rocks in there. They mm-hmm. got to put some little rocks and they got to put something that dries hard and you got to keep it moist until you're ready for it to dry. All of those things together mm-hmm. makes it strong. Correct. Yeah. So when you just say, you're not like me, I'm not going to let you be a part of this then you're missing out. You're missing out. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the areas I, I, I was over is media. You got people doing different things who have different interests. Yeah. But if they don't like doing that, what you're going to, you can't say you can't be a part because you need somebody who's going to be on a camera. You need somebody who's going to be on uh, graphics. You mm-hmm. got somebody who's going to do the sound. You got somebody who's doing this and that. But if you just say, okay, you just only want people who do it in the camera. Who gonna him? Who gonna zip? Right. You know. Yeah. But you, it, it's all as a leader. Mm-hmm. It's important as a leader to know everybody you're working with. So when I give those examples, it helps me to understand what kind of person you are. You are. So I guess what I start putting people based on who they are in the right place. Mm. A lot of times people are in the wrong place. Right. And that doesn't go well. Right. Because, and they feel bad that you have to put them in a different place. But once you put them in a different place, it's just like football. You know, everybody want to be a quarterback. But if you're not a quarterback and you're a right receiver, why he says I don't want to be a wide receiver. I'm a quarterback. I always been a quarterback. Well, you could have always been in the wrong place. Mm. <laughs> and then when you get in the wide receiver, now you start building in what what you were built for. Yeah. Now the team thriving, thriving. Yeah. Going to Super Bowl. Yeah. Winning games. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it makes that person feel better. Sometimes we as leaders have to push people mm-hmm. out. To present places where we really see them, yeah, when they don't see themselves, right, and that's what a leader does. A leader says, "Let me find out 
what's best for you. Let me find out who, how you were created, how you were built, mm-hmm. and let me put you in that place. Yeah. Even though they may not like it. Yeah. Yeah. Being first of all, being willing to be the bad guy for a moment. Um, because you know, you're the good guy, but the the perception is they see that, but I, 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 you know, like my brain went off like a light bulb when you were like, you could have just been in the wrong place for a long time. And then you have like, I, I know situations where people have been, uh, in the wrong place for a long time so that they, they have created a world in that wrong place that they've gotten comfortable in their wrong, that it feels right. right. And they are scared and intimidated by new, even though the new is where they will thrive. Um, how do you help? Um, how do you help your, cause you, you are a leader that develops leaders. I don't know anybody that you, <laughs> that you have, um, cultivated who hasn't gone on to lead and do all the things so when you are developing leaders how do you uh get that leader to to be courageous in the new how do i get them to be courageous in the new i first have to help them understand who they are i want them to understand uh, this is uncomfortable. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you don't like it. Mm-hmm. But give it a shot. Give it a, give it, I'm, they're like, well, what if I mess up? Okay. I mean, we're not going to hell because you mess up. Right. <laughs> right. You know, but we can fix it. Mm-hmm. I allow people to make mistakes. That part. As long as... Uh, the mistakes is, are things that we can overcome. Mm-hmm. We may lose some information. How many times you've been on a computer and or something, and you've lost some data uh, or pictures or whatever by mistake? Mm-hmm. It's a mistake. Yeah, but the memories are still there. Mm-hmm. You can still overcome that. And so, I think one of the biggest things as leaders that we can do is. Trust our decision mm-hmm. and allow people the opportunity to make mistakes because usually they'll make a mistake and they say, okay, see, I told you this wasn't for me. And I say, okay, so what would you have done differently? Mm. Well, I would do this, okay. All right, so next time, let's do that. Let's do that, yeah. Well, somebody else can come along. Yeah, somebody else may be able to come along and do it better, but that's not, for the, right now, it's your time. Mm-hmm. And I helped them understand. I'm not trying to get Give people who can do it better. I'm trying to make you better. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. If, if it if it if it if it messes up, it's okay. Yeah. And I think some people have been beat down for yeah. making mistakes that they don't want to do anything at all. Right. And right. I'm like saying it's okay. We, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, one particularly young lady I've been working with, and because she was. Uh, another position and she always thought it was you know I don't understand why you're keeping me in this place why are you keeping me there so I was like okay God has first of all he didn't release me to release you and it's okay for you to make mistakes mm-hmm. and then 
She's like, it just doesn't make state. Just doesn't make sense. So I, I, what about this person? This person can come and, and do this. I was like, I know the person sure can, but <laughs> this is not what God has called us to do right now. Mm-hmm. So I cannot. It it takes a lot of patience, um, but you have to let them know it's okay to make a mistake. Yeah, and it's I'm not them. Correct. You know, and everybody always uh, measure you up to the people who hurt them before. And you have to say, I'm not them. Right. And what that comes trust. Mm-hmm. That just like when we go out to the shelters and, and the strip church, uh, strip clubs, it's a trust, level of trust that has to be built in order for people to reach out mm-hmm. and really feel comfortable being who they really are. Yeah. It's trust. Yeah. That, um, it is a powerful thing to, to have a leader that allows you to, to make mistakes without creating anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, uh, a lot of people who have a uh, almost a paralyzing uh, view of I can't do this because I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough this and I can't do this. I don't know how to do this and I'm not the right one. Someone else can come on to be better. But what I remember in having that time where there was a freedom to make mistakes was I had a short-sighted view of just the task in front of me. Mm. What ended up happening was because I stayed in allowed development in that area, there was other aspects that was being developed in me that I wasn't even paying attention to. And sometimes you don't find out until you go to your next assignment that you are being equipped in this thing that you thought had nothing to do with your talent or with your uh, with your thing. And you found out that the muscle that you built here prepared you for for your next even uh, even my example, like I remember coming in just thinking I would do, you know, graphics in the church you know like that's i'm gonna stay there i could i could do that i can make this i can learn how to do this and ended up getting development on how to um how to engage people how to um how to have patience how to um how to stay in hard how to stay in difficult seasons. What, what, what do you do when it doesn't working? And it's not going, it's keep not working. Like, and then watching how leadership dealt with it and then you mimic. So now as I am in, you know, le- teaching leaders now all over the world on how to develop, my core came from being in spaces where um, I got muscles developed where maybe the task changed but the development was useful somewhere else. So, so sometimes you kind of, um, you, you, you miss your blessing only being so short-sighted and not trusting the God in your leader. 
So um, I'm thankful that I trust the God in my league. <laughs> you know, um, to do that, because at times I was like, I can't, I don't know what to do. This is not working. And you're just like, well, let's try it again. And let's see. And I'm just like, she'll see. She'll see. And, but what it, what it gave me uh, in return was uh, an ability to under to have man i got patience for people like i never thought i would from you talking about from a decade ago when i was like let's fire the people in the church and to now i'm just like hold on a second let's find out why they feeling this way and what's going on and you see this you know like dramatic transformation so um when you are talking to and we're gonna i'm we're, we're gonna end it off but i'm like when when you are talking to your your clients um, and you're coaching them, wh- what is the thing that you want? Because you do, um, you help reinvent. Yes. <laughs> you help reinvent. Like, so we started with um, just like the who of you are, knowing who you are, what you give permission to, what you don't give permission to, staying in the process, being willing to make mistakes. And now you go through all of that process. You have definitely reinvented, <laughs> you know, your, yourself. Like, what do you leave your, your clients with as they go and do this life now and this newness? As, as I help women, as you say, reinvent themselves. And I help them to understand reinvent. They're not, it's rediscovering what's already there. Mm. I don't help them do anything but rediscover what's already there. I help them to rediscover what they have suppressed for so long by way of family, by way of mistakes, by way of of loss. So many things in our life cause us to suppress the gifts that we really have Mm -hmm. to where we forget that they're really there Mm -hmm. and we're living for other people. Yeah. So... What I do is I help them to dig down, remove some of those things that just kept them from believing that what, who they are and what's in them is actually there. Mm. And so we go through all these exercises weekly to help them, wow, that was still there. Wow, I said that? Mm. Wow. Mm. You know, I helped him to turn on the light so they can see what's been in the dark for so long. Wow. Yeah. And when they do, that's what helps them. It's like, it's almost like after the session, I don't just drop them, but it's after the sessions are are all over and they say, I can really do, I see something else in me now. That I can really get going. Mm-hmm. And I do follow up with them. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't just, you know, eight and done, eight weeks and then we're done. Mm-hmm. But I want to see, not just for me, but I want them to see where they've come. Yeah. How far they've come. What they've done. And so many of them, you know, writing their books. And one of, some of them are starting their own business out of hurt. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they saw, they didn't see what was in them because of the hurt. So yeah. I had to help them rediscover what is really still in there. Yeah. And their business come out of their, their hurt. And now they're flourishing. And this is and this is what it's all about. This mm-hmm. is what this is why it's not invent. 
Mm-hmm. Inventing something means that you're bringing everything together and right. creating something new. I'm just helping them rediscover what's already right there. been there. What they have allowed everything in their life, their husbands, their kids, their family, their jobs, and everything, suppress that. So we're digging off it. And once they, once you discover it, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they are just like, whoa, wow. and I'm ready, you know, and yeah. they're ready to go. And so that's what it's all about. It's there. Mm-hmm. We all have to understand it's there. It's there already. It's already there. Some of us just not using it. Right. When we forget that we have it. Yeah. <sighs> Wake me up, right? <laughs> I listen. I um I pray that this uh episode helps someone discover what is already there, what's already possible. Um because I think sometimes it's too exhausting um, to go out and try to find this ambiguous, like this this thing that we don't. It's already in there. It's or it's already in there. We just need to re uh, discover it and unsuppress it. So listen, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on. <laughs> Uh, I am on shattered hold. I, I feel special. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, thank you for production. <laughs> um, but uh, it has been amazing. Can you tell everyone how to stay connected to you? Oh, wonderful! Yes, mm-hmm. you can follow me on my social media, which is Reinvent Terry uh, R E. I-N-V-E-N-T-T-E-R-R-I-E, Reinventary. Um, you can um, also email me at connect at terrystevenson.com. You can follow me on, go, you can DM me, reinvent. Just DM me on any of my social media platforms, reinvent, because you've heard something today that you know you like, hmm, is that really still in me? I'm telling you, it's there. And we don't have to go through a whole lot of therapy. We don't have to go through a lot of daily affirmations. This is just about you. We take going on a journey. I help ladies go on this journey. It's while a journey in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And just, just so you can see inside of you, it's there. And you just say, you know, I'm ready. That's what you need to do. Just DM me on any of my social media platforms or email me at uh, connectorterrystevenson.com and yes let's talk about what's important to you absolutely uh, the information will be right on the screen make sure that you that you tap in listen don't miss your blessing tap in uh, <laughs> but listen once again thank you for inviting me into your ears your homes your on your computer downloading everything that you do to hear uh this particular message i know it's just for you i know that god wanted you to hear this because it's time to reinvent the leader in you the woman in you the man in you Uh, And thank you for letting me be just a seed, for letting us be just a seed to be a part of that. So remember, I see you. I am listening. I love you. God bless.